Like I said, this is one of my favorite times of the year for a few reasons. Um, the biggest reason is that people are receptive to hear the gospel at this time of the year, and that's that's huge. This is a, we have a special break in this time of the year that we can touch more people than we can touch them throughout the rest of the year, and and we, as the body of Christ, need to take advantage of those situations just like he said in Walmart. It was just as simple as a, a simple little sentence brought somebody's attention and it turns out he needs a church home. We need to pray throughout the throughout the day like on our way to work when we get up in the morning whatever as we're driving from place to place. Lord how can I when I get to my destination, and even getting there, how can I be a witness and testimony to others? How can I bring the love of Christ to others? I, I love reflecting on the book of Luke and the book of Matthew. I kind of have a tradition in myself of reading through the whole story, the whole events in biblical order, you know, jumping back and forth from Luke to Matthew, back and forth and that, and just reflecting on as I said before, it's just amazing how, to me, how God allowed his son to come down here and lose all that, have all the disgrace of being born as a baby. Literally, the baby was running for his life from the very beginning because, well, at least after a year and a half anyway, because Herod was trying to kill him. We don't know exactly when that happened, but we do know that Herod wanted all the babies killed from two years old and under in accordance with when the Magi first saw the star. So he had a tough start to life, you might say, all because he loved us. And then 33 years from his birth, he had to die on that cross and be, he was beaten and spit on. This is the savior of the world that loved us so much that he was willing to go through all that garbage so that we could be saved. I want to reflect on, I want to learn a few things today. Um, from our job, we talk about lessons learned all the time. If somebody screws something up, all of a sudden we have lessons learned, which means a critique, and basically you get spanked to death and uh, sit in the corner with a little dunce cap on is what it feels like and uh, that kind of thing. But we call it lessons learned because we're mature now. And but, um, I want I love to learn from other people. They're good and bad points. I want to learn from their goodness. So I, I'm like, I want to be like that person. I want to learn from that person. Or I want to look at their mistakes and say, I do not want to make that mistake. That's a bad one. It's much funner learning from somebody else's mistakes in your own, trust me. I've done both, and you um, learn from your own mistakes. You know, thank God that you can learn, but that's, there's no fun in that whatsoever. I want to look at Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 26. Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. 
The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? That was, I think that's a fair question to ask. I, I, I don't really see that as having doubt or, or, well, or saying, I'm not going to do this. This is just, how, how's this gig going to play out, man? I, I'm a virgin. You know, and she could have went further. She could have said, you know what? She could have been like a lot of us. Could have said, well, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm only a teenager. We don't know from the Bible how old she actually was, but, you know, it, it's speculated that she was a young teenager. But no matter what, she never had a kid before. She could have been, and, and she was engaged. You know, that's kind of an awkward situation. Lord, um, couldn't you use somebody that, you know, sister so-and-so down the road, I mean, she has five kids. She would be a great one to raise the Messiah because, I mean, she already knows how this works. She knows how to raise kids. I, I've seen her. She's a great mother, and, she, you know, her kids love her, and her kids have been raised up in the ways of the Lord. Oh, man, that, that is the Lord. That's the deal. Same, same kind of garbage that Moses tried to pull. Lord, I... You want me to speak to Pharaoh and, uh, you know, set your people free and all that? Well, Lord, I, you know, I, I, I stutter. I'm, I'm really not a good spokesperson for this job. Thank God God gives mercy. And he didn't just French fry Moses for saying, what, you don't like my plan? Okay, you're done. Let's see, can I raise somebody else up? Moses is just a little smoldering flax right now. We need some. But he didn't. He says, okay, so I'll tell you what. I'll use your brother Aaron. He goes, you're, I'm going to talk to you, and you're going to tell him what to say and what to do. Moses cheated himself out of a blessing to a degree because he could have done the whole thing. But thank God that God still allowed him to be a part of it. They didn't say, okay, you don't want to do this. I'm going to go to the next family down and you're out. God loves us. God knows our hearts. The Bible says he will not allow us to, to take on more than we can handle. We always think that we're already at more than we can handle. When we're going through a tough time, we're like, Lord, man, what is going on? You know, I love you. I'm trying to serve you. And you're allowing me to go through all this stuff. Lord, you know, I cannot take this anymore. We're not telling him anything that he knows or doesn't know. He knows everything. He's like, he's probably thinking, I got a plan for you. And if you just sit back, relax, I, I would be a little harsher. I'd say if you sit back and shut up, let me show you what's going to happen. God's a little bit more merciful than I am. 
sometimes. He has also been known to strike people down dead immediately on sight, too. I'm not quite that bad. Sometimes people think I'm that bad, but I try not to be. But, man. So she asks a, an honest question here. She says, how will this be since I'm a virgin? She doesn't say I'm not going to do it or I'm not willing to play along. Just, how's this, this going to roll out, Lord? Speaking to the angel. The angel answered, verse 35, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born of you will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be bearing is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I love this answer. This is my favorite. This is one of my favorite scriptures here, as far as just for us learning something here. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Mary is the, is the perfect example of who we need to be as the body of Christ. Lord, in my own strength, I can't do any of this. I don't even know how to do this. But Lord, you can make all things possible. And if you say this is what you want me to do, I'm all in. Make it happen. I think of Dan and Soiki starting this church. You know, thank God we've had some new people come and fellowship with us. And uh, we have some people out sick today, unfortunately. But, you know, God, God has been faithful. I honestly don't know, being part of a major part of this church plant when it started, I have no idea financially how we have kept this ministry going, but it's here. We've been here over a year, and God's been blessing. God's been touching people's lives, changing people's lives. Even in the local jail, God's been changing people's lives. God is good. They could have said, Dan and Soiki could have said, Lord, you've given us this huge calling how in the world are, do you expect us to do that? We can't do this. You know, you could just have them go to such and such a church that's already established down there in Albany or Schenectady. You could make it bigger. and You know, we could make up all kinds of excuses not to do the Lord's will. But when God says go, we need to go. And it's been, it's been a blessing. I thank God for it. I, I just love... Mary's witness there. And I want to go on a little bit further about Mary and her responses. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, This is Elizabeth. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. 
Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. I, I like here that Mary took immediate response. She was told by the same angel that told her that you're going to have a baby and he's going to be the son of God, that your relative or your cousin is also having a baby right now in her old age. In fact, she's six months along. And Mary immediately runs to check it out. She like packs her stuff up. She's like, I gotta go check this out, you know? And, and then God loves us so much. He doesn't just leave you out there like God puts a word on your heart or a decision on your heart to do something they call in and, and then just give you no confirmation on it whatsoever. He doesn't do that, thank God. Or he doesn't usually do it anyway. Sometimes we got to step out in faith and do something, start to do something, and then he'll work it from there. But this case, she goes to Elizabeth's house, and immediately Elizabeth begins to prophesy to her and say, Hey, you know, this is awesome. You know, thanks for coming, but why am I blessed that the mother of my Lord? She come to me today. That is so awesome. And here's what Mary says. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble servant, the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their innermost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel remembering to be merciful to Abraham and to his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months and then returned home. She must have, uh, it doesn't give exactly what happened, but Mary probably went home right before John the Baptist was born. I don't know that for a fact. But my next question of thought is, First of all, think of what she said. I mean, this that, everything I just read was her response to Elizabeth. It wasn't like, man, what am I going to do? You know, I'm, I'm engaged to be married. I, I do not know if she had told Joseph about this yet or if he finds out after she returns three months later, which means she's three months pregnant at the time she tells him. I don't know. It doesn't say. It sounds like she pretty much gathered her stuff and, and hit, the, hit the street. She didn't have her cell phone handy to call Joseph up and say, hey, man, I'm, you know, I got to run on errand here. I'll be back. I don't know if she told him or not what was going on. But she immediately went, it says, and stayed with Elizabeth for three months helping her out because obviously she's six months pregnant, getting ready to have a baby. So that was nice of her. That's, that's a good quality to begin with. She didn't just stop and say, wow, 
okay, this is confirmation what the angel says. True, see you later. God bless. I gotta get, I gotta get going. And she also didn't start talking to Elizabeth about you know pacing back and forth. Man, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna? We we don't know everything she said, but it doesn't record that she was all flustered and worried and you know how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna tell Joseph about? You know, man, I'm pregnant. He's going to think that I've cheated on him. And, you know, it doesn't show that. And like I said, I wasn't there. I'm old, but not that old. So I don't know exactly all their conversations that they had. But the Bible made it clear to bring out her solid godly points. This lady, why do we think that God chose Mary out of anybody else in the world. He could have chose somebody that was already married, already had children and knew how to raise children, but God chose the most unlikely person other than she was a godly woman. I don't know how old she was, but she was a godly woman. She, her response, be it unto me according to what you have said, Lord. And then her, all that response that she gave to Elizabeth is just, man, God has blessed me. God's going to bless me. I believe, I believe that word she gave was actually prophetic word, not, not just, hey, I'm excited, but the Holy Spirit was doing something in her. But she was ready to go. She's like, God's called me to do this. I don't know how it's going to happen other than what the angel said, but it's going to happen, and I'm ready. I'm good with it. I want to look at another godly person here, very involved in this situation. I want to turn to Matthew chapter 2. I want to look at Joseph. Why did God pick this couple? Why did God pick this young couple to birth his Messiah, his, his own son? Matthew chapter 2, starting right at verse 1. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm looking at the 2, but I'm not. Ch chapter 1, starting at verse 18. Chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had mind to divorce her quietly. I want to stop right there for a second. Think about this situation. Think about poor Joseph. I don't know how Mary explained this thing to him. She might have told him the whole deal, what happened. But this poor guy, he's engaged to be married. They're kind of in an interim period. They have made the decision that we are going to be husband and wife. Now, all of a sudden, his wife comes up with this lame brain thing that, hey, I'm pregnant, and, uh, you know, I'm three months pregnant. Oh, by the way, it's it's from the Holy Spirit. It's, it's you know, this, I, I didn't cheat on you, Joseph. You know, this, this is, I know this is crazy to me, too, but this is what happened, and, and, you know, this in Joseph's defense, this has never happened before. This isn't this is a once in a lifetime deal right here. 
he kind of got stuck right in the middle of something that at that moment he kind of wishes he wasn't stuck in. But he didn't know. But what I want you to pull out here is Joseph was a righteous man. He figured, he figured, man, I don't, this, there's only one way to have a kid. Somehow she messed around behind my back. And you know what? My heart's broken. But he's a righteous man. And he, he loves her. And even though he's sorely disappointed and maybe even thinking, you know, he, he's just thinking, I got to get out of this thing. But he loves her enough to say, you know what, we'll get married and then I'll just divorce her quietly. So no, you know, the fact is back then, if you were caught in the act of adultery, the, the judgment was you were to be stoned to death. He didn't want to have her go to public disgrace. He didn't want to bring her in front of the courts and say, hey, this woman has done this and that. And, you know, and I know it wasn't with me because we haven't done anything. And she's pregnant. What's up with that? He didn't do that. He's like, you know what? You know, he's upset. I'm sure he's crying. He's, he's blown away. And he's like, you know what? Forget. We'll just, we'll get married. I'll just divorce you quietly and you can go about your life. And I'll go about mine. But, I love butts. Sometimes. In verse 20, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to call him, give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the Lord, or sorry, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Again, this guy is a godly, godly man. He has a dream. He goes to bed that night. He's, he's like, man, I got to divorce this woman that I love. I don't know how long they've been together, but he's like, man, I love this woman so much. And now it's all over because of this. But after he had considered this, the, um, the angel of the Lord came to him in a dream and told him, said, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her died. Check. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit and he will be known as the Son of God. And this is a fulfillment of prophecy. 
And what did Joseph do? He immediately took her to be his wife. We need to be willing to do stuff even when it's tough. When God says, this is what I want you to do, we need to be willing to step up and do it and not make a hundred excuses. Lord, why can't you use somebody else? Why does this have to happen this way? We gotta just be, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Be it unto me according to your word. When he woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union with her until, they, until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. I want us, my... My whole purpose of this message today is twofold. One is to reflect on all the great things that God did for us over 2,000 years ago. The other is, I want us, I want God to look at us with the way that he looked on Mary and Joseph. Think about it. Mary and Joseph were used, they didn't change how they were because of the situation they changed what they did because of the situation. They responded to the situation in a godly way. I want God to use me. I want God to use all of us. Not just us as the adults, but also the kids. I want us I want him to use all of us because we're just Lord your will be done. You, you point me in a direction, and I'm going to go there. I want to go there. I love you, Lord. That's what I want us to get from this message today. They were used because they were willing to be used. And believe me, it was a huge, huge shock to both of them when the angel talked to each of them. And as we go through the season, if you, if you look further into Matthew and Luke, both of those where we left off, you'll see how they just continued to do one godly thing on top of another. And especially Joseph in Matthew chapter 2, it is, I believe. Yeah, they... Um, yeah, yeah, Matthew chapter 2, how Joseph, being the man of God he was, really went wherever God told him to go. He was warned in a dream about Herod and all that stuff, and he fled. He packed up, he left everything he had as far as their house went, and they moved. When God said, when he woke up in the middle of the night and said, hey, this is what's happening, he, he's like, he woke up then in the middle of the night, grabbed the wife, grabbed the baby, and they split, just leaving it all behind for the gospel, for the true, the true, true, true gospel, the beginning of our salvation, the beginning of our way 
to go to be with the Lord forever and ever and ever. What I want to do is let's pray, and then I want to um, I want to go ahead and sing some more songs unto the Lord. But right now, let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I want for myself and everyone here in this room and Lord, everyone who's in the other room to be obedient to you, Lord, to hear your voice and to respond in the way that you want us to respond. Lord, we want to make you happy. We want to bless you. Show us how we can be the men of and women of God that you want us to be, no matter how old or young. Lord, Mary and Joseph were a young couple, but they were an obedient couple. Lord, I want to learn from them how to be that obedient and just say, Lord, I don't know how this is going to happen, but you do. And if you call me to do it, you will make a way where there is no way. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I want so very much, like I said before, that when we see you face to face, to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. We want to please you, Lord. We want to show you that we appreciate and love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you again for this opportunity and privilege to come here in this mall and to to sing and to praise and to draw people to you, Lord. We love you and praise you and thank you. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. Why don't you guys come on up and we'll do a couple more songs.
you know, I want to throw another one in there. I want to sing Silent Night, Holy Night. All is calm, all is bright. And let's just kind of put yourself in that place. You know, as as we sing this song, kind of kind of envision what it was like for those those shepherds to see those angels up in the sky. And just the whole thing. And for even for Mary. 